Hey, this is Annalie Maley and this is Under the Surface. I would like to have the conversations about like performance, managing stress, anxiety, self-doubt, the whole bubble of identity and like who we are. It's Annalie Maley's Under the Surface. everyone welcome to under the surface this is Annalie Maley and I'm here with Junior Madot um he is our special guest for this evening and I'm really excited to hear about his life he's going to talk through some of his life experiences we're going to talk about basketball but thank you for being here thank you guys for having me honestly great what did you get up to today did you have practice or today had weights in the morning um, had a light practice today, a uh, barbecue with the staff and the team and nice. New Balance meeting and now this. Nice. Do you cook? Are you the guy on the barbecue? Is that you? Hey, I'm not going to lie. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I mean, I could definitely read a recipe, but that's, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. You're not the guy putting together I mean, the meal. The, I will be though, eventually. Let's, I hope so. <laughs> He's getting there. Um, so say... This was an off day for you, right? What do you do in your spare time? Like outside of basketball, let's say you played last night, you got the whole day off, which is rare, I know, for professional athletes to get a whole day off. What is it? What are some of your hobbies that you pursue outside of sports, I guess? Um, okay. So just thinking about a day off. Yeah. I'm, I'm really a very homebody type of guy, so I'll definitely be in the house um, watching a movie, playing video games. That's kind of what I do, but... Ideally, if I step out of the house, I'm trying to go to the beach. I'm trying to hang out with friends. I'm trying to go to shops, like just typical. Yeah. You know, your you, usual. You know, a lot of um, basketball players or sports people in general say they like to play video games to like turn their brains off. Yeah. Like just kind of get into another world yeah, yeah. and like you're really not thinking about anything else other than just the video game in front of you. Is that one of the things you experience? 100%. 100%. It's kind of like you get so lost in the game, you forget about everything else and I think every athlete is just competitive in general, so it's like kind of like still with the competitive juices, but just something mm-hmm. different, I guess. I spoke about this with um, Sam Froling. He plays against his teammates as well. Do you do you game against your teammates? Is it like the same competitive thing? You guys keep score that type of thing. We haven't done that yet on this team, but I know I remember in college and kind of just growing up in general. That was yeah, that was one of the things we did for sure. Dope. Okay, so I really want to strip it back, get to know you, where you come from, where you grew up, that type of everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to start by asking you as a kid, how would people describe you? Young junior, he's a young kid. What would people say about you? This is an interesting question. Because <laughs> I feel like for me, I feel like depending on who you are, it's going to be dependent on what you say about me. You know what I mean? So based on the environment, like I can be quiet and be a humble and be nice. So some people be like, oh, he's quiet. He's nice. He doesn't mm-hmm. really talk too much. But other people will be like, yeah, he's loud and reckless. <laughs> And childish at times, you know what I mean? So it kind of depends on who you are, but I think I have diff- a lot of different sides to me. Do you have siblings? Yes, I have two brothers and two sisters. And what would they say about you? Okay, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll say I'm childish. Because <laughs> I'm the youngest in the family and I've always uh, kind of had my way with a lot of things. So yep. I've just always been goofy, a little smart, you know? Yeah. Like Junior's that little smart ass kid. <laughs> yeah. So um, being the youngest in the family... Would you get up to, like, a lot of mischief? Like, can you tell us of any stories of when you were younger uh, that would maybe give us an insight to the type of kid that you were? Oh, a story. Let me think. Um, I don't think there's necessarily one story, but you could just get an idea based off, like, the fact that I would do things like, you know, take the hide the game away from my brother because I couldn't <laughs> play or, you know what I mean? <laughs> make fun of my sister and... Mm-hmm pull little pranks on my sister as a kid so just like little things like that I guess where did you grow up I grew up uh so well, I don't know to start from the beginning I guess I was born in Africa South yep. Sudan grew up there till I was about six mm-hmm. and then moved to Sydney Blacktown Sydney uh and just grew up there and kind of moved around a lot I think I went to like six different high schools mm-hmm. so I was always in different places different environments and I always just had to adjust 
how did that affect you? Like all that moving around, like uh, in terms of like, you know, social life, sporting commitments, that type of stuff, having to, I mean, I moved around a little bit when I was in my later teens, but like as a younger kid, having to move around from spot to spot to spot, what was that like? Um, so I think, I think most people would say that that's like hard and, you know, it's kind of tough on a kid. But like for me, I, I think I genuinely like, I enjoyed it. Like I, I was excited to, to go into a new environment and, and try to adapt, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was one point in my life, I'm in the countryside, you know, understanding that life lifestyle. And then I'm back in the city and then, you know, to the States. So I feel like all the places I moved around in my life kind of just overall helped my knowledge and just, you know, just wisdom of life, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like having to, as a young kid, having to adapt to a bunch of different scenarios that does help you yeah. in your later life, especially now as a professional athlete, having yeah. different experiences and different situations yeah. thrown at you left, right, center, being at college, going to different states all the time. Like it does really help you adjust no. to your later life, sure. I guess. For sure. Um, so basketball for you, was that something that you started kind of getting into when you were in South Sudan or that was something that uh no actually not at all I don't think I even knew what basketball was in South Sudan that's what's crazy about everything but um I used to play the main sport of there was soccer mm-hmm. so I grew up playing soccer and even when I first came to Australia like I was like I want to be a soccer player yeah that's what I was doing all the time and kind of what all my friends around me was doing my family was doing and then I think when I got a little bit older like my brother started playing basketball and Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of wanted to do whatever he was doing. So I'm just following him around, trying to play basketball with him. And then I'm just watching players like Kobe, Tracy, Allen mm-hmm. Iverson growing up. And I'm just getting excited about the game and yeah, kind of fell in love with it really late, like kind of like 13, 14 years old. That's when I kind of took it real serious. Yeah. But um, before that, I was just like just a regular kid playing any sport, like doing anything really yeah do it kind of anything where you can be running around yeah. just acting a fool yeah. anything <laughs> to get me out of class I mean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally if that wasn't it at school signing up for every single possible sport so I, I you did. didn't have to go to school that day i would do anything to get out of it. i think i took a i took an acting dancing yeah. like little little classes like that just because i didn't i didn't want to sit in the classroom yeah sitting yeah. still that was like uh yeah i'm a very yeah. You're a doer. You're yeah. a doer. I, I was kind of like that as a kid as well. I really struggled sitting down in class. Um, even at uni, like I struggled to um, do anything that involved me just sitting there and staring at a screen or like listening to someone drawing something on a board. It was mm-hmm. just never, I like to be out doing stuff. Like maybe that's what makes us like such great athletes because oh, we're so. able to like not zone in on, you know, just sitting down. We need to be up we doing something, be. perfecting something, like zoning in on a craft, like yeah. that type of thing. It's, yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, so what was your, you know, you say you fell in love with basketball a little bit um, later in your life. Uh-huh. Your first, like, playing experience on a team, like a, a rep team or whatever, mm-hmm. what was that like for you? Like, do you remember your first rep team? Like, is or is that too far in the no, memory No, I bank? actually do remember that because – I think it was under my first rep team. I think it might have been under 16s, mm-hmm. Blacktown Storm. And I had not played for a rep team prior to that. I did not play much organized basketball in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just remember just being real nervous about that. Like, because it's like a whole different type of game. Like, now you have referees. And yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now all these people are trying to tell you what to do and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, kind of had to adjust. So I was nervous for sure. And, scared as well but you know i think when once i got that got out there and just started playing and having fun with it yeah i just yeah i just started to enjoy it a lot more would you say um like at that age you felt that basketball was like a supportive community for you like that was something that like you felt like embraced and 100 100 100 especially especially where i was growing up you know especially within my community you know um there's just a lot of different avenues that could take you the wrong way or influences that could take you the wrong way so I feel like and anyone that knows me can attest to this I feel like basketball steered me in the right direction you know what I mean it made Mm -hmm. me gave me something to look forward to every single day after school instead of like finishing school and then doing anything else you know what I mean so yeah 100% I think it was a getaway for me um mentally and emotionally and uh yeah I'm just grateful for basketball honestly yeah like it's kind of like uh for a lot of people, it's what saves them from going in opposite directions. 100%. Like, um, and you know that community 
it, it's something that, you know, we always want to give back to. And I guess, is that something that maybe in the future you'd like to do, like give back to that 100%, community? hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that community is a community that made me who I am. So I'm always grateful. And, um, I mean, hopefully in the future when I'm in a position where I can, um, do a lot more, I, I hope I can do that. Mm-hmm. So post, uh, your, your kind of junior rep stuff as, as you are developing into the person that you are now, mm-hmm. um, you have had some experiences, college, national team stuff. Could you tell me one of the experiences you think as a basketball player and as a person that has affected you the most? Um, in a positive and or negative way. Okay. Um, I can I can go to my first trip to America because mm-hmm. initially before I um, went to college and all these things, I went on a AAU tour with a team live on mm-hmm. in uh, 2015 or 16. Yep. So I went on that tour and, um, yeah, I was just kind of shocked because I had not seen that much talent or, you know what I mean, or so many people so dedicated to this sport you know, it was just like eye-opening for me. I was just like, wow, like, you know, these kids are going hard. They're my age, but they're going way harder than me. And and I'm seeing kids my age jumping out the gym, kids shorter than me jumping out the gym. So I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not as good as, yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as, good as I thought Be I was. Humbled. Yeah, Be I was humbled. like, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And, mm-hmm. and I think that moment was, it kind of clicked for me. I was just like, yeah, I got to work way harder. And ever since then, I think I've been, had that same mentality, just like work harder than, than anyone else and I think it's it's helped me. Did you like before you had gone over to America, like right before you made the decision to go, was that something you knew you kind of always wanted to do, a pathway you wanted to take? Honestly, no. I think when I started playing basketball, I was genuinely playing for basketball for fun, but I just noticed like my peers, certain people just going to high schools in America. Mm And, you know, you're on social media, you're seeing kids that you know or heard of and they're doing things and you just like start to realize, like, yeah, this is, could be a possibility for me and it could yeah. be something that you want to do as well. So I think seeing other people uh, take that route it just kind of made me want it more and, yeah, it made me want to pursue that more. At that age, were you able to separate yourself from, you know, you know, the basketball, the sporting life, whatever, from like who you are or you you were still just like junior, Ab- the basketball player? Absolutely not. I think, and I'll be honest, I think that separating myself from the basketball side of myself, I think that only happened to me like last year. Prior to that, I think I was always, that's just who I am. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself being anything else at a time. Like there might've been other interests that I did have or hobbies yeah. that I wanted to pursue, but I thought to myself like, no. This is my main focus. If I don't put all my energy in this, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have. But yeah, that's just what I went through. And I think last year, getting older and kind of looking back, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, there's definitely more to yeah. life than just basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes, you know, actually you've gotten there earlier than a lot of people. Some people it takes until the end of their careers yeah. to sit there and be like, yo, I am more than a basketball player. It's- or like not just specifically basketball, soccer, footy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm more than an athlete. Yeah. And I guess in that in that moment last year, was there something specific that had happened to you that made you realize like, hey, I need to find myself outside of this sport? Or were you just slowly realizing that in order to be the best version of yourself, you needed to be more versions than just the sporting side? I think um I think there was definitely a moment that that changed that for me. It's it's actually when I went back home to South Sudan to visit my my family, which I had done before, but I guess, you know, being older, different mm-hmm. mindset, you see things differently. So I went back and I'm just seeing what's going on in a whole different country and the situation, I guess, necessarily, specifically, it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. harsh. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing this and I'm thinking like, damn, there's just so much more to life. Like, then I'm always just thinking about this one sport every day, but these people are thinking about, this guy's thinking about his next meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of, it's just perspective in general. I think like that, sh- that really changed me and made me realize like, damn, when I get back, I got to take advantage of every single situation or everything that I want to pursue, I should do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I shouldn't hold back. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess, you know, you, that's still home for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for you, that connection, that is home. Yeah. Is it hard for you being away from, you know, a place that you call home or it's something that you think about, like it's, it, you hold it in your heart, I guess. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. I've still got a lot of family, a lot of family over there. My mom specifically is still over there. So that's, that's very, um, 
that's very tough for me. But um, yeah, I think growing up in Australia, you kind of just you can easily forget um, where you come from and what made you who you are. So I think me going back and going back and seeing my family and having them, you know, seeing that my family's proud of me, seeing that they they're supporting me still is it's, it's just refreshing and it reminds you what you do, everything you do for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it makes you excited to go back every time, every chance you get. Yeah, absolutely. And like it get almost like the bigger picture, right? Yeah. Like realizing like, yeah, when you do strip it back, it's your why. And yeah. not just your why for playing basketball, but your why for doing what you're doing every day. Like Anything. You, you got to wake up and do something every day. Yeah. It is your why. It kind of gives you meaning to like the small things. The small things. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and that's something I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday and they were just like, asking me about what my uh motivation is and mm -hmm. i just said i just said i think it's gratitude like like just being grateful like seeing those situations make me grateful just to come here and just wake up and be able to play the game of basketball every day just little things yeah have a nice little breakfast you know what i mean yeah. like have some listen to some good music just these little moments in life that i guess everybody takes for granted yeah some people don't have that luxury so you got to be grateful give me an example of some of the things that just like really kind of took you back and made you super grateful. Like, tell me about some of those situations that kind of made you realize, I don't know, like grounded you, humbled you, kind of those types of things. Um, there's been a, a multitude of situations, but um, like I said before, seeing the situation back home, humbly, mm -hmm. going to uh, this America and seeing the talent, humbly. Mm -hmm. My first college, uh, junior college team didn't play much for my first year when I thought I was. Yeah. Humbling, you know what I mean? So all these experiences together just humble an individual in general and just, yeah. And then what you have to fall back on is your gratefulness and yeah. the, things, the things you can always count on to be happy about. You know, a lot of people aren't wired that way. And like when they hit things that are difficult or hit things that do humble them, it and I, I, some of it, a lot of it, I think, is the system that we're brought up in as athletes. Mm -hmm. But when when people hit roadblocks, like they either kind of bury everything and keep growing or mm -hmm. they can actually look inwards, look outwards and have a think about how the situation affects them. I think it's super rare to be able to be humbled by something because it yeah. means that you have the ability to step outside of yourself yeah. and realize that, you know, the world doesn't revolve Revolver. around you yeah. and that, you know, it, you know, especially in sporting life, like being humbled by something doesn't mean that you're less of a, a human. Mm -hmm. Um, like being humbled by someone doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have values and you're, you're not enriching other people's lives every day. Yeah. So I guess. My my question for you is when you think about your day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and something that you want to get out of every day, um, like outside of that gratefulness, do you have something that you, you know, you strive towards in your everyday day-to-day -day life or are you more of a live-in-the-moment type of guy? I'm definitely a live-in-the-moment type of guy. I think being present is is the best thing you can do for yourself. I think the day is going to be different every single day. You're never going to have the same day. You're never going to have the same emotions, the same reactions. So I think just being in the moment and out of your thoughts as much as possible is is the best thing you could do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't yeah. know about other people. That's just how I feel. Yeah. I think that, um, like I said, it is hard to get to that point where you know, you can say that and actually believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, I mean, I I remember a time where I would like say all these super wise things and yeah. I, but I, I'm not following any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like advice for young boys and girls um, about to embark on this journey that, you know, maybe we call being an athlete, maybe we call life, whatever, mm -hmm. advice to, you know, your younger self, younger kids. What would you say to the people that look up to you? I would say, express, specifically talking about what we're talking about, like being present and, you know, sounding wise, but not being able to do it all the time. I think that's the reality of life is it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that everyone needs to understand, regardless of what you're trying to pursue or what you're trying to do. It's not going to go, most likely not going to go the way you want. Um, and if it does, great for you, but yeah. something's going to go wrong eventually. So I think resilience is the main thing that I can I can preach to anybody who looks up to me, I think. That's that. If I was to create a brand, that would be my brand. Like resilience, like yeah. being able to bounce back from things, is is ultimate strength. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I I guess I, I kind of want to ask you about like the next thing is be, being expectation. Mm -hmm. 
um, and whether that be expectation that we put ourselves uh, on ourselves or expectation that we feel from other people. Yeah. How do you handle that in your life? Um, I'll be honest. I, 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 I'm, it's not perfect. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's, it's a lot harder than it seems like to just, you know, have this expectation or don't let other people's expectations affect you. But in a world that we're in, like right now, like where everyone has an opinion, social media, everyone has an opinion on what you do or regardless of who you are. It's kind of like, once again, I feel like you just fall back on being grateful. Honestly, yeah. like you have all these expectations, you're not fulfilling, but you got to look at look how far you've already come and the things you've already accomplished and understand that you're still able to do more. So always have expectations. And if they're not met, you can't get you know discouraged necessarily because that's just how life goes. I think if you just keep aspiring to, to do well, you will eventually. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I want to um, take a couple of steps back and ask you about your college experience because okay. I, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of form us in those years, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I went to college. I didn't do the full four years. I, I did a year and a half at two separate schools. But um, uh, when I was talking to Panina in our last episode, she said it was like a melting pot of emotions and experiences that shape people. Mm -hmm. And I, I really do think that's true. And so, so talk me through uh where was your first college um and what was your experience like there my first college yeah. so my first i went to a junior college before i went to the university of hawaii yeah uh a college called eastern florida in melbourne florida <laughs> okay yeah, that's a long one <laughs> coincidence yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah that's a full circle my, moment for you yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> um I would say my first experience it was it was hard. Mm. That was that was probably one of my hardest years because I came in with the mentality like I just came from a prep school in Florida. I was the man on that team. I was feeling yeah. really confident. Coaches recruiting me like, yeah, I want you to do this and do that. And, yeah, you know, I had never experienced recruitment or anything <laughs> like that. You know, so I didn't know like. It never really is yeah. what they tell you it no, is. No, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I wish I could tell people that. Like, yeah. trust me, what they're telling you, they're telling everybody and, else. And look, and people do tell you that. Like, some guys will be like, yeah, you know, you're going to get recruited. They're going to tell you this. But hey, it's, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what happened to you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not listening to that. Mine's, mine's going to be yeah, different. my story's different. You know, but then you go and you have that realization. Like, yeah, this is real. This, this, is, this is business. This mm -hmm. is, you know what I mean? This is, if you're producing, you're producing. If you're not, you're not. It's just that simple. And. Once you have that realization, once I had that realization, I was like, damn, like this is hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, basketball was always easy and fun. Now, yeah. now it's hard and now I'm, now I'm stressed. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now I got to try to figure this out. Like, but you know, I think I just buckled down and pressed like, you know, just waited my turn, I think, and just kept on working hard and doing, trying to control what I could control. And it ended up working out for me, you know, in the end. You know, I played more my second year, had a better relationship with the coach and everything. Yeah. But in the beginning, yeah, I would say, yeah, it was hard. And, you know, it was it was a mental battle for me, for sure. That stress, like, uh, of, you know, I, I remember my years at college as being, like, when you don't play, it's, like, the worst feeling in the world. It's, like, I suck yep. at everything. Yep. Like, everything sucks. I suck. Everybody yeah, like else this sucks. Food, this food sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of has this trickle-on effect where everything is the worst. And, I, I like, did you experience that? And if you did, how did you talk yourself out of that? Or did you have like a mentor that kind of helped you along the way? Yeah, I mean, I had, I had, I had mentors. I had people talking to me and, you know, telling me, yeah, man, keep your head up. Your time's going to come and this is that. But, you know, when, for me specifically, when I, when I was in that point of stress, I did not listen to anyone. Yeah. Like I couldn't take in any advice at the moment. Like I was just so caught up and heated mm -hmm. about not playing. Especially when I felt like maybe I deserved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But that's that, that that's like kind of like what we're talking about, like separating yourself yeah. from being a player and, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like an athlete and a human. So yeah. It's like if basketball is not going good, my whole life's bad. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's kind of how I was. I was just initially very negative, very negative, and kind of throughout middle of the season, towards the end, I kind of, you know, came to terms with the situation, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that, that point of acceptance where it's like, yeah, this is my situation. Yeah. It is what it is. And I just worked hard, worked through it. And, you know, I kind of wanted, I wanted to leave. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, yeah. I'm out of here. Like I was telling everyone I'm leaving. I don't want to be here no more. But, you know, I was even, I felt like my coach and people around that kind of knew, you know, knew what was going on. He tried, yeah. to, he tried to talk to me and tell me like, it's going to be okay, but I'm not, I wasn't hearing it at the time. So yeah, 
yeah, it was just it was just stressful. And coming out of it, I think it's just I'm trying to think about what I did. I don't think I did the right thing at that time, honestly. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think I did the right. I don't think I handled it well. I was angry. I was stressed and mad. Wanted to leave until the end of the very end of the season. I think. Um, I think I played a little bit towards the end of the season. Gave me a little bit of joy, yeah. and then then I'm off to off season and I just focused then I was like yeah. yeah I'm not gonna let that happen to me again yeah I guess that's like that's part of the you know the grind or what we call it these days where it's like you know there's there's this perception through media that like there's either one or two things it's that you know people hit struggles and they're like we'll just work harder and I'll just I'll just keep going you know I'll just go through it yeah or there's the I hit the struggle and then I realized it was great you know yeah. like but really the truth lies somewhere right in the middle, in the middle. and the truth is ugly and and it's never uh, this perfect like realization or this perfect peace. Mm-hmm. There's never this perfect peace. And we're, we don't get there. And I mean, I'm still not there. And mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, personally, I'm trying to grow towards. But do you think there's like a, a misconception that, um, especially as a college athlete, that, you know, when you struggle, you should just go tougher and harder? And 100%. And that's where I was at that time in my life. Like, that was my formula, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not going well. Maybe if I go harder, it's going to change. Yeah. Maybe if, you know, maybe if I stay later and shoot right now, it's going mm-hmm. to just little things like that. You think you're giving yourself an advantage over other people, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a huge misconception. It's like, I think understanding, or well, as where I'm at right now, understanding your situation, accepting your situation, yep. and still finding ways to be grateful for other things yep. and continue to do what you do is, I think that's. That's the best way to handle it for yeah. me personally, but you know, it's a misconception. It's hard for us us athletes to just, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like we compare ourselves so much to other people, and part of that is like ingrained into being competitive, and it's ing- it's what makes us so good is the fact that we constantly are trying to perfect ourselves mm-hmm. in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, in And sometimes that trickles over into other parts of our life, but we're trying to be so good at this sport or this this thing. And it means that we operate at such a high level of passion. Mm-hmm. Like there is this drive that gets us going, but we can't be up here without being down here. Mm-hmm. Like it's a swinging pendulum. And I, I use this explanation all the time of like, but college is like up here all the time. You are going hard Hard. and it is just passion and it's anger. And you forget that like at some point, if you're operating up here at such a long time, you're you're going to hit hit down here. Yeah. Yeah, It's like inevitable. Um, Did you experience that at all as your time in college? All colleges. Yeah. I think my, my, my junior college and, and my division one college were both the craziest experiences I had, like in terms of, you yeah. Know, what you're talking about, it's like you come into practice, everyone's screaming, yelling, clapping. It's just like every day. Like, yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? And then now I'm coming to practice. It's kind of like, you know, we're just doing, we're just, you just do it. We're just doing it. We're just yeah. playing basketball. It's like all that extra stuff doesn't matter. But exactly. In college, you get caught up in all that hype and all that other stuff. And yeah, eventually, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's the other stuff. It's, it's the, the other st- stuff. It's so not just it. basketball. It's training is so intense because if you are not so extra all the time, <laughs> it's like you, you're called out for yeah, it. Literally. <laughs> and it's, it's not until like, and I, I remember thinking like, um, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like, this is, I need to be doing this. Yeah. But then I'd come home and, like, I'd be training with the WNBL team or something and I'd be like, wait. <laughs> yeah, this is not even real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, 100%. Yeah, like, for sure. My my uh, my Hawaii coach, and if he hears this, it's cool because that's my guy, but yeah. he's wild. <laughs> he, yeah. When I first met him, we did not get along whatsoever because I was always very quiet, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not, like... I don't, I'm not trying to do anything extra. Literally. Yeah. I'm just trying to play basketball and go home. Yeah. But he was like, nah, like you need to come in and bring energy. I need you to, cl- you got to be the loudest. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm like, why is he asking for the oldest <laughs> yeah. stuff? Like, all that matters is I'll put this ball in the yeah. hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I and you. then, you know, I just had to adapt. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, either don't listen to him or listen to him and play. Yeah. So, or don't listen and sit your ass on the pine. Sit, sit yeah. on the bench and, um, 
yeah. Yeah. After that, not long after that, I'm coming to practice. Yeah, you're the loudest clapper there. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you are you are the, the loudest person there, the hypest person. I, you just have to do it. And it's, yeah. That's just what college is. Like, I feel like it's like that everywhere. Yeah, it actually is. I'm so sure. Like, I, I'm convinced that. I still don't understand it. Nope. But, you know. Some things we just have to accept. Like, yeah. I don't understand America, but like, I yeah. don't know, like, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Like, <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. Um, I do want to move on. I do have some questions for you about playing for your national team and um, like FIBA qualifiers, those types of things. Yep. So um, for the people that uh, don't know, like when was your first time playing for the national team and what were your experiences like? My first time playing for the national team was the Afro Basket. I think in what last no last, the year before. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that was yeah in July. That was like the first Afro Basket that South Sudan had ever participated in because they're a very new country, like I think newest country in the world. So mm-hmm. this is our basically our first time forming together as a team to play in the Afro Basket, and you know I get there, I see I see familiar faces, you know I see Lord Dang, who's a legend. I see Royal Ivy, who's a, a coach at um, Brooklyn Nets. You know what I mean. So that experience for me was amazing. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a great environment," and and be around your people, and especially people you might have grown up with or already know, and then as well as like great coaches who are cool people at the same time. Like it was just a great mental break for me. Like especially coming from that college environment yeah. where I'm always yelling. <laughs> All this extra stuff. Like, no one understands me. Yeah, and then I get there and I'm just like, oh, you know, this is, is kind of comforting and it was good. It was a great experience. Um, we didn't we didn't win, but we did enough to, to make some noise and, and put ourselves on the map as, a, as an African country and it was special. It was a special experience, special to do that with my brothers and, and people that, you know, come from where I'm come from and we all doing it for the same reason. So it was it was just a fun experience. A lot of jokes, a lot of laughs, and, mm-hmm. and Rwanda is a beautiful country. So I, yeah. I've never been there before, so it was amazing to experience that too. I remember watching it, um, and like I remember the the noise that you guys did create. Like yeah. there was a lot of conversations after yeah. it. You were all over everyone's social media. Like yeah. um, I, I can't remember what interview it was. Uh, one of the players said, "Like we're here to put South Sudan on on the map," yep. and I was like, "Well, you have." Yeah. Like it's it was like a really powerful moment, and I guess. For you, moving forward, like you want to continue to be involved on in those experiences, is that something that you want to do moving forward? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think uh, South Sudan is very, you know, near to my heart. So anything I could do to to help, and especially doing what I love at the same time, is just like I'm going to do that for sure. And yeah, I think we're building something special right now, mm-hmm. you know. And it's kind of been a long time coming because it's always been talent, always been some sort of like. We could have created something a long time ago. We just yeah. never had the resources, funds, and connections and all these things. But it's all coming together now, and, and we're seeing the vision, and it's just going to set up a beautiful future for the for the younger guys. Yeah. I, I Do you do you feel like this sense of, I don't know, like full circle, do you think that you, looking back, if you were to tell your younger self that that was something that you were going to achieve, you would never have believed it, hey? No, 100%. No, I didn't. Yeah, I had no idea. I feel like I had like a blank mind as a kid. I, like, <laughs> I didn't really think about like my future. Like I feel like everyone was stressed about their future. Like I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, 100%. Like even there's moments now when I look back and I'm like, yeah, this life is crazy. Like how everything just kind of just happens and how you, you know, you just work hard, play basketball and you get put in so many different situations and meet yeah. so many people. So yeah, hundred. Yeah, life's crazy. Yeah, That's it all really I can is. say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, And then moving into like your, this is your first year as a pro. Like this is your first year doing it professionally. Like this is what we work towards Mm -hmm. um, to be able to live off the game. Mm -hmm. Um, What has this experience been like you for you for so far, like playing Southeast Melbourne, like the guys you're around? Like, do you remember your first day of practice? Like, what? T- tell me about it. Um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So with Phoenix, it's kind of different because I trained with them prior to me leaving. Okay. So I, yeah. So with the staff and all those, like, I kind of knew those guys already, but I had never been in a situation where, like, you know, like anything I did matters. Like, I was, <laughs> just, a, I was just a training player, like, no responsibility. Yeah. So when I first came, you know, it was just that professional uh, adjustment I had to make, like, you know, doing everything right and trying to be on time and doing this and doing that and 
they're sending me all these messages. I'm trying to talk to like six different people. I'm like confused. So <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, it was just like everything was everywhere. You know what I mean? Especially when I first got back from school because I mm-hmm. didn't have a place and all these things. So I'm just worried about life in general. I'm just yeah. trying to figure my life out. Once that was good, I think we got to practice. Uh, imports didn't come in until late. So we were just pre going hard preseason. And then everyone comes in and yeah, it's been fun. Like I can't even complain. Like everything's fun. Like the guys I'm around, the best guys. I think like one of the best, best group of guys I've been around in a long time. Like everyone gets along genuinely, and just willing to help and just learning so much and just you know just enjoying and getting trying to get better every day. So it's just fun. Yeah, I think. I'm just focused on the fun right now. Yeah, I think that you know some people say that your first year in the league can be like super super hard, but I remember mine being like really enjoyable mm. but yeah, yeah like it's it's kind of like a massive growth and learning experience and I kind of want to touch on something you said just before about like I mean really you're you step out of school and then all of a sudden you're thrust into life yeah um you know you got to worry about like where you live yeah and, you, you know that yeah. type of stuff you know and you know people say it's like your first year of actually being like a real life Person. adult <laughs> <laughs> person adult yeah, yeah. so it uh, was there anything that you remember specifically where you're like oh i forgot i had to think about this stuff yeah a lot of things <laughs> actually because i feel like you're right like it's definitely your first my first year of real life like i've kind of let basketball take care of me for what the past five six years mm-hmm. to the point where i haven't paid no bills i haven't had a yeah. real job i hadn't had to think about you know a car or anything like that it's just like everything's kind of already set up for me you know what i mean so coming into this situation like yeah you find this place you got to pay this bill you got to pay that bill yeah. you know what i mean you got to get your car you got to register it you yeah. got to you got to get insurance you got yeah. i'm just like man what? i didn't know any of this yeah and i'm like man this is crazy like i don't this is too much like i'm is, just i'm genuinely stressed it's like you think like how many years of school did we do and no one ever told us this no stuff. one no one <laughs> ever told me no one ever told me about how to do my tax or anything like yeah. that. So it's like, it was crazy. But, you know, luckily for me, like, I felt like, like I said, I had a great group of guys around me. Like, you know, my vets was always there for me. Like, yeah. they, they kind of seen the situation. They're like, yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> like, so that's, you know, come and give me a little tip. Like, hey, do this. Or like, yeah. oh, you can find a car here. You can, yeah. you know, you could buy this furniture from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, I'm grateful for them in that sense. I think they made it easy for me. You know, I don't know how other rookies went through it, but I think with them helping me, it was easy. But yeah, it was definitely like a, it was definitely like an eye-opening moment. Yeah, like, damn, like this is this is real life. It it really is those small things. Like you know, you talk about like taxes and insurance. Even and going grocery, even yeah, going grocery <laughs> I was going to say that like, grocery shopping, knowing <laughs> that like I, I mean, I I moved into my own place earlier this year, and I. You know, how many forks do I buy? Yeah. Knives and spoons. Yeah. Like my cousin actually <laughs> came over from Sydney, and I really feel like my auntie sent her. But uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, accuse, you don't know accuse anyone of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she just came over and she's just like seen my situation. She's like, "Yo, you need to get this. Yeah. You need to get that. You need to get this. Why don't you have this?" Well, and yeah. I'm just like, I didn't even know I needed any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? When I was in yeah. college, I, that stuff was just in the house. <laughs> You're like, how did that get there? Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy, but it's, it's been fun. Like, yeah, I think I'm getting more comfortable now and kind of excited to keep doing more though. Yeah, I, I like, I, I have it written down here, and I asked you about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when it says I was, I was looking up things that you do outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. It's uh, modeling was one of the things we came, we came across some pictures of you modeling, doing hey. some IG stuff. Hey. Hey, this is a hey, just hey, if anyone is listening to this, I'm just gonna just put this out plug there. yourself go I'm ahead. ready to do anything yeah whatever you need me to do you want me to wear a hat let me know like, yeah just whatever yeah Bag, handkerchief mm-hmm. you could model it you could tissues anything I'm ready we'll, we'll see if we can um put those photos uh on the cover of yeah, what we're talking about right now is that you know that 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 sort of stuff is that a new hobby of yours or you just kind of you know you're yeah. just happy to go with the flow of it yeah that's what I was I think I'm just happy to go with the flow of anything honestly like anything at this moment kind of any situation I can put myself in where I can learn something new and try something different I'm doing it so 
if I can do that and it's, you know, and it goes well, then I'll do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't really mind. Do you have like, um, you know, you, I know you said before that you're kind of a day-to-day person. Do you have like, um, uh, some goals, I guess, outside of basketball where, where I don't, I, I have said it before, like for a lot of athletes, it's buying a house. So they have a, you know, a home mm-hmm. or is it, you know, wanting to travel to a certain place or opening a business in something or do you have any sort of outside aspirations? Like, and it could be something like a value, um, like you want to be able to um, cultivate more trust within your friendship groups or those uh, types of things. Yeah. Like what, think, what does that look like for you? I think, uh, you know, looking, there's just a lot of things that I want to do personally, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like too many different things sometimes <laughs> yeah you know but um i think just the main things for me is is, is taking care of my family mm-hmm. and kind of because my family's kind of separated right now we got people in this country that country this country so just kind of being able to bring us all together at, at some point i think that's something that's a goal for me already right now and um just giving back to my community too like whether that's back home or here mm-hmm. i think that's just kind of the main goal for me because you know, I wish I kind of had that growing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Kind of an older person who was doing something like this to, to just be there for me or support me. So yeah. if I can do that for another kid and, you know, help their situation in any way I can, like, yeah, that'd be great. Feeling um, like a role model and that, like, you can be seen by the people you need to be seen by, mm-hmm. that's so important, that sort of represent- representation, that sort of kind of advocacy for you know, like you said, like you needed that when you were younger, Mm -hmm. being that person to those younger yous. I kind of ask the question sometimes of uh, like when you, when you go about your day to day, Mm -hmm. is there, is there things that you want to be doing? So when those kids look at you, they know that you see them too. Ooh. That's a deep question. That is a deep <laughs> question, and it's it's almost confusing. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I I think. Well, for me personally, I think what I do already mm-hmm. is I try to talk to every kid or try to yeah. make them feel seen. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when you're a kid and you're seeing a a person, and it's crazy for me to for you to say that I'm a role model because I sometimes I don't even see myself yeah. as that yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you the know, best you, ones never do. I'm yeah, telling you that like when <laughs> you don't feel like you've accomplished enough, or you know, little things mm-hmm. like that, you just kind of don't see yourself like that. But then, I guess when you see kids seeing you seeing you like that, excited to see you, like even when I go to these camps or like, you know, just hearing like all. Oh, my friend hit me up like, oh, my little uh, nephew loves you, bro. This, yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's just, I know what you're talking about. It's just crazy to hear stuff like that. And and I think just the best thing I can do is just give every kid a chance to, to communicate and let them feel like I'm your friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you see me, like, I'm saying hi to you. Like, you say what's up, I'm saying what's up. We'll have a little conversation. Like, it's not much, but I feel like as a kid, if I was a kid and I, and I had that moment, that's, that would be a special moment for me. So yeah. if I can create those moments with a lot of different people. That'd be great. Yeah, you understood that question perfectly. That was exactly what I was. Yeah, I was, I was so exactly confused was before. I was, I was just as I was wearing I was it. Shooting. I was like, "Is this gonna?" <laughs> yeah, well, I was just you, and you scored. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, you got you hit that nail on the head. Um, and so, I guess I like this is a question that kind of it, it's in community, it's in life, it's in whatever. Mm-hmm. The gaps in our system for, like, I'm talking about the the streamline of being an athlete from juniors to seniors uh, to professionals or, uh, you know, when when I ask about the gaps that you see, maybe that's in involvement, maybe that's in we don't talk as much or equip people with mental health, mm-hmm. with financial stability, with what are the gaps you see in our system that we call basketball? Um, I'll say that there's there's definitely a lot of gaps. And, you know, I, I'm kind of like basically, uh, well, how do I say? What's the word I'm thinking of? What, what do you say when you're in? Okay, I'm an example yeah. of uh, yeah. of these gaps. Because you yeah. feel me like, uh, I think I fell through the cracks. Like I wasn't in no state teams. I wasn't in Australia teams. I wasn't in none of, that, none yeah. of those situations. But now all those kids that were in those situations were in the same situation. You yep. know what I mean? And I had no, to exactly kind of do it, take a different avenue. So I think identifying talent is is a gap i mm-hmm. think that's one thing you know just like understanding what you can work with like if a kid is athletic and tall like you can work with that yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas you know i feel like here like you kind of they're looking for the skill before that yep the you know raw talent 
Mm-hmm. And um, involvement too. Like there's definitely a lot of kids in, in situations where it's hard for them to get involved in basketball because maybe they're not financially able to pay for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like thinking about my situation when I was young, like I only played rep because someone else paid for me. Like yeah. if they didn't pay for me, I would have never played rep my mm-hmm. whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, That's exactly what I was asking, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I think in that sense, it's like, I I guess sympathizing with other people's situations and trying to help and trying to involve everyone because that's that's where America separates themselves from us because if you're good at basketball in America, you're going to play basketball yep. regardless of your situation. Whereas here, you could be good at sport. You don't have the My right situation. The yeah, you don't have the right situation. You don't have the right, you know, money, the right support, the right this. You, you know, you could just fall through the cracks. And yeah. You, so I think that's, that's that's those those things are important. Those are some things that we need to address. Yeah, I mean, even you being who you are and getting to where you are, the path that you went, you're highlighting those gaps in the system. Yeah, like that is you know putting the spotlight on more people that have gone about stuff different ways to mm-hmm. know that it's not all a linear straight line yeah. and that you can go you know yeah. whatever but it doesn't mean that that's the wrong path but it just kind of highlights that there's a problem in our talent identification mm-hmm. in our community involvement in our support system and i guess as as a senior as a professional as someone who's now out on the other side of it mm-hmm. is there gaps now you're looking at in the professional level i think when i asked uh some other people these questions they said that there was a gap in the ability to um support players um that are going through stress or, or mental health things like that do you see any gaps in the system at this level or you you feel like you you know you're still figuring that out yeah i think i'll be honest i think i'm still figuring it out you know i don't i don't really understand the system as well yet mm-hmm. but um I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I couldn't talk on, you know, yeah. mental health because I haven't had yeah. that issue or anything. I haven't seen anyone with that issue. So I don't yeah. know necessarily, but yeah. I also think that um, when you mentioned before, like how you've, you've got the, the, the vets that are helping you kind of, and kind of assimilate into this life of a professional athlete, mm-hmm. like the, they're paving the way for you to then become that person to the next yeah, 100%. kid. Um, and that's kind of the things they told me. They're like, yo, my vet did this for me. So that's yeah. you're just kind of like paying it forward. You know what I mean? So yeah. just because of them doing that for me, like I know for a fact when I'm in that situation, I'm going to look out for my rooks. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, I guess uh, the last thing I, I, I'll kind of ask you, um, actually second last because I've got two questions, is, um, is, is there something that – you know, people don't know about you, like that wouldn't expect. Like, do you have any hidden talents? Oh, no, I hate these type of things. <laughs> like, it's like, because look, if I say something, I feel like someone's going to do that, some research. Yeah, they're going to ask. And yeah. really find something that <laughs> very, yeah. very bad. But, you, know, yeah. you don't have to answer the question. You can say. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say this. And, and all the people that know me, from like before <laughs> would know what I'm talking about but I guess you guys won't know but I used to dance ah, there we go you reckon we could find a video of it hey because <laughs> uh talk uh Ray John Tucker he said the same thing and he uh actually sent us a video that we overlaid <laughs> I, I have a video but I'm, you're not gonna see the video <laughs> the video is crazy yeah yeah I'm sure you'll get a lot of people asking you to dance after this no, I'm sure is, no yeah I'm not, I'm not trying to go back to that that was I was young yeah look we've all been young once yeah. i get it um just trying stuff you know yeah um and, I, and i'll end on this like uh being now on a platform where your quote-unquote role model people see you how do you think people see you versus who you actually are is there a difference or do you think it's you're mm. seen as the you know the real junior like that is who you are i think phew, that's actually a tough question mm. um i don't know how people see me like i have no idea i don't even like i don't feel like i don't even think about that sometimes yeah. but i would say like i think that my my teammates and the people that are close to me see me as who i am like i'm just always joking around and and i genuinely feel like the young guys the young kids like even when i go to the camps like they be they kind of you know know how to act when I'm around. Yeah. Like they just kind of do give me a different handshake, so they know I'm chill and yeah. j- j- joke around. So, I I mean I would hope they see me as a very you know chilled laid back person, but yeah I have no idea. 
that's just a tough question. I think, uh, honestly, I think that's the right answer because sometimes, I mean, for people that have had a lot of media exposure, sometimes you feel like you're painted out a certain way. Yeah. Um, but uh, more and more, like the, the people that I find I like to have these conversations with are the types of people that are so authentic that it is seen through every outlet, you yeah. know, like it is, it kind of seeps through the way they interact with people on yeah. camera, off camera, yeah. kids at camps, in yeah. the, like in the street and the grocery store, like yeah. that's the type of authenticity that makes people kind of real mm -hmm. and that there's not this massive disconnect. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, if you feel like you're seen for who you are, that is, I guess that's the most important thing. Yeah, and, I mean, I you know, just so. being authentic, like being yourself. And, um, I mean, you're so early in your career, like you're, there's so many places you could go. Mm. And I know I said that was my last question, but I guess I have one more. Like yeah. <laughs> your career aspirations, uh, do you, do you have any massive ones that you're looking forward to long-term, short-term or like, is there anything in there? I think for me, like, I think I just set out, um, like, even this year, like, I think I set out a couple goals mm -hmm. for myself that I wanted to achieve just to give myself an idea of, you know, what I'm trying to do. And um, I think that's just what it's going to be, just goals every year. And wherever that takes me is wherever that takes me. But um, I think I'm just more focused, like, goal. I'm more goal-orientated and just thinking about fulfilling this. And if I take care of that, all the other stuff takes care of itself. So Yeah. I love it. I love that. Well, um, I wanted to say thank you for kind of sharing parts of your story. And I do think there's so much more like that we could talk about. And there's so <laughs> many more different avenues we could go down. And yeah. um, like, I really mean it when I say it, like the, you know, just before we talked about how like you, you represent the gaps in the system, you represent so much more than basketball. And like, even through this short conversation, I hope people can hear like, there's the you, then there's the athlete, like yeah. you as a person, um, you're going to have a really amazing career in whatever it is, like basketball modeling, you know, <laughs> to all those people out there that want to hire yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you get that one. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you you come across a really passionate and genuine person, and the, these conversations are really important because it just reminds people that there's always more to us than just you know putting a ball through a hoop and running up and down a timber floor. 100%. Like it's the journey behind uh, the athlete, the person behind the athlete that's the most important. Mm -hmm. And I know we only scratch the surface, but uh, I, I'm so glad that you let us kind of deep dive in a little bit about your journey. And no, sure. I'm excited for people to listen to this too because. Um, I'm hoping that for people that, you know, have maybe had a similar journey to you yeah. or a similar journey um, that hasn't been stock standard, that kind of listen, relate, or maybe they're going through that now and they're like, wow, okay, yeah. I can come out on the other side. Yeah. So it's really important. Um, I'm really excited though. And thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, and until next time, this is Annalie Maley and Junior Majot with yeah. Under the Surface. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. That was Under the Surface. If this episode brought up any concerns for you, we recommend you call Lifeline on 13 11 14.